0: The winds of change are blowing, and it's easy to get lost and off track. Hi, I'm Renee Barabo, the practical shaman, Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, a wind whistler, and soul coat. This is a show for pioneers who want to learn to navigate the world with a chaotic spin, awake. With me today is Amy Moscow and she's a certified Reiki master, channel, author, and co-founder of Intentional Healing Systems, LLC. She currently works as an intuitive who specializes in teaching healing techniques to practitioners and individuals. Amy's passion for helping others to help themselves inspired the collaborative project and global healing movement, IHS Unity, IHSUnity.com. She created this with her co-founder, Donald Ferguson. And amy and i share a a similar story because for the last i don't know three or four years we've both been separately and diligently working on our own projects our own books and every once in a while we get together have dinner and say phew (laughs) so amy i'm really thrilled that you're here and every presenter who's part of this has helped me create who i am and this book and She's encouraged the winds of spirit in in many ways. Like many, many years ago, I was holding a magnet and Amy said, hey, there's going to be magnets in your healing system. And I'd look at her like, because, you know, she's very etheric and sees things coming out out of the global consciousness that I don't see. I said, what are you talking about magnets? Sure enough, I discover the compass, which has a lodestone, which is a magnetic, and my whole system is based on the magnetic pull of the earth. And I never even couldn't grasp it at that time that she could see where I was going at some levels, clearer than I could see, or differently, because we all see things in our own symbols, nothing right, nothing wrong. And both of our books were pretty much, um, our labors have been at the same time. Her book is already out, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later in the conversation, but right now I'm gonna turn it over to her for, um, she's gonna do a little teaching.
1: Thanks, Renee. Okay, so words are really powerful. One of the most powerful words in the English language is the F word, right? Forgiveness. I'm talking about forgiveness. That's the F word I'm talking about, in case you thought I was talking about something else. So I'm Amy Mosko. I'm co-founder of Intentional Healing Systems, LLC, or IHS. I'm an intuitive healer, certified Reiki master, and co-author of this book. Oops, sorry. Gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness. Okay, so Renee, you asked me to talk about navigating the winds of change and just some of the challenges that I've experienced and overcome. in my life. So as I mentioned, I'm an intuitive and uh, it doesn't always make for the smoothest and easiest path in life. <laughs> so as you know, um, probably a lot of people watching this video are also intuitive and you know that, that psychic abilities can put you in some compromising positions. So for me, my remedy for that was, was to suppress my intuitive abilities in favor of living normally. Uh, so I, I suppress my abilities for a period of about two decades <laughs> um, I, chose, I chose a career in the fashion industry in Los Angeles. It was a very ego-based industry. I was a designer. Um, I got to travel all over the world, which was fantastic. I mean, it's a very exciting career and a lot of fun. I met amazing people. I went to amazing places, but there was always this undercurrent pushing me to another place. I felt like I wasn't meeting my purpose or there was something more or I was missing something. So as this undercurrent pushed stronger, what happened is my body started to to deteriorate. It was like I slowly started getting sick. So my body was really just giving me a message that it was time to get back on course. Uh, So I spent some time focusing on that for a while. I went to Western doctor after Western doctor and had tests and took medications and I just wasn't able to resolve my problem, um, you know, it turns out it wasn't really a physical problem, it was more, uh, it was another kind of problem. So my remedy after not being able to get to the roots of my illness was to, to really um, seek alternative healthcare practices, to seek that out, out of desperation at first but then what i realized is as i started connecting with these practitioners and i tried everything i went to an acupuncturist i went to two homeopathic doctors i saw multiple psychics a vibrational healer i mean i tried it all so what i found as i was getting engrossed in these these alternative healthcare practices is that i started to reconnect with my psychic abilities they started to resurface again and it was important because that aligned me with my purpose you know that put me back right. on track made me realize that that one of my purposes here is to help people. And it just so happens because of the experiences that I had, the sickness that I was experiencing, it really gave me some street credit with the people that I would help in the future. So again, as I started reconnecting with these psychic abilities, I realized that um, the information that was coming was different. I felt like i tapped into a whole different source of information and it, I, my perceptions began to shift. I started looking at things in a different way. And as I did that, I started to release what I was holding on to, those old stories that kept me stuck in that sick. So it was really important. I began to realize that my, percep- my perception dictated the reality that I was living. So I just want to give you a funny example of how perception impacts your experience. So when I was a kid, I had, had a best friend named Amy, which caused a little confusion because we were both named Amy, um, but we worked that out. We did, you know, we took family vacations together and we spent a lot of time together. And uh, one day Amy and I were in her playroom and she, she got a hold of those child safety scissors, you know, the ones with the rounded edge and the, the rubber grip. They're not supposed to cut anything. Well, that's, that wasn't the case here. So she had this beautiful long golden blonde hair and she wore it, her hair in pigtails. So she took the scissors and one of her pigtails and she cut it off. And she stood there with the pigtail in her hand and I looked in horror and she calmly walked over to the closet, opened the door, lifted the toy box cover and threw the pigtail in the toy box. And then she turned and said to me, my mother will never find this here. And I thought, okay, that's probably true. Our mother's never going to find that in the bottom of the toy box. So we went about our day. We had a great time, continued to play. There was no thought of anyone getting in trouble or what was going to happen next. We just lived in the moment and enjoyed ourselves. So, you know, again, obviously we know that didn't last very long, but the point is, is in that moment, our perception of the situation allowed us to just enjoy ourselves. So. Perception impacts your emotional reactions, your thoughts, your experiences in each moment, and then the outcomes. So circling back to the F word, forgiveness, and how this relates to perception. So we understand the concept and benefits of forgiveness. I mean, that's pretty easy. We know that there are benefits on both sides of the fence when either you extend forgiveness or you receive forgiveness. The difficult thing is practicing forgiveness in an authentic manner. Um, That's where we run into trouble. So the road from difficult to easy really lies in a perceptional shift. Okay, so so in in our book, Gratitude Plus Forgiveness Times Love, we introduce a perception that we believe will help people um, be able to exercise forgiveness in a very authentic manner. And I'd like to just read a little excerpt, if I could, from chapter one. It's called The Purpose of Incarnation. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and wondered why you're here? Most people have at least wondered, if only just out of curiosity, While some make it their life's mission to understand the big picture objectives of incarnation? There are many different answers to that question, as each soul has individual motives for taking a body. But the easy and consistent answer is to learn through a physical experience. Okay, so I'm going to say that again because it's really important to learn through a physical experience. That's your soul's objective. Regardless of what the experience is, your job is to learn. So the road to forgiveness is paved by framing all of your experiences with this perspective. You're here to learn. So again, another silly example of how this works. Say you have a fight with your friend. It's a terrible fight. You guys are screaming, yelling at each other, maybe calling each other names but hopefully not. <laughs> um, you walk away from the event and you, you feel terrible. You feel like, oh, I wish I had a, had a fight with my friend. That was awful. But as you have a chance to calm your emotions and, and reflect on the event, if you can remember that it's your job to learn and then identify a benefit from that experience, identify a growth from that experience. Say, for example, during the fight you stood up for yourself. And that's not something that you normally do. You can identify that, then you have identified your growth. Once you identify that benefit, it's acceptable to be grateful for it. I mean, if you receive something or you learn something new, it's acceptable to be grateful for it. When you get to that point of being able to be grateful for an experience that was even uncomfortable, that's when you can release the pain and retain the benefit, and forgiveness becomes natural and easy. Forgiveness puts the element of the past where they belong, in the past. So, from this experience, you're no longer a, vi- a victim. You're no longer trapped in that victim's mindset, but you're empowered. You're able to look at the situation with a new perspective and identify your growth. Furthermore, you can become an example to your friend. If you explain to her, if you go to her and you ask for forgiveness and you extend forgiveness, you can explain to her the experience that you went through and how you identified something in you in, from that experience that made you grow. So try this on your own when you're having a struggle with a loved one, either in the moment or after when you've had a chance to reflect. Say these affirmations. I know we're both here to learn. I know this relationship gives me an opportunity to grow. I am grateful. I forgive you. Okay. Once again, I know we're both here to learn. I know this relationship gives me an opportunity to grow. I am grateful. I forgive you. So if you want to learn more, check out my book, Gratitude plus forgiveness times love equals happiness. A simple formula for creating more happiness in your life. Thanks, Renee.
0: Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. So whatever happened to the little girl with the pigtail?
1: Oh, she's a fa- good Facebook friend of mine. I read her, her posts daily. She, she became a
0: hairdresser, actually. Oh, that's funny.
1: <laughs> that was her career.
0: That's very funny. And, and um, that's a great story because <laughs> I used to cut off the hair of the Barbie dolls and uh-huh. I, never, I guess I wasn't smart enough to know that they weren't gonna, it wasn't going to grow back. So I had all this chopped off Barbie doll hair.
1: <laughs> well, you, you were living in the moment, right? I Is that what we're supposed to do?
0: And, you know, I had always had a pixie haircut, so it kind of fit for me. Yeah. That was great. And, and such, such simple tools. And yeah. where, where can people sign up on your, go over to the, the IHS Unity Com. Is that where they find your book and can order it and stuff like that?
1: Yes, it's on Amazon, but the link to Amazon is on our website, and www.ihsunity.com.
0: Great, just to give that little plug. And thank you. And, and there's really more to her story about uh, about this book and how she got there. And since you know, since she's a good friend, I kind of know that. Um, but why? So. I know you have more books than you. Why did you write this book first?
1: Well, I wrote this book first because it really um, it really speaks to perceptions, and that 's always the first step in creating healing or shifting in your in your field or your body or your life. It starts with perception, so I felt like this was uh, the perfect book to start with.
0: okay, I mean, because when I tell you, she could see that I was magnetic and all of those other things i mean she she's quite a visionary and she really downplays that and and and, because there's the system's more complicated but this is a simplified very simplified version of that or 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 is in this book do you give out some of those other affirmations or is this book strictly on forgiveness
1: no this book is um it's not specifically on forgiveness it's Basically, three different concepts that people are familiar with gratitude, forgiveness, and love. Because, you know, I've spent seven years mapping the components of the human energy field, and um, (laughs) it's complicated. You know, oftentimes when I talk to people about this, their eyes glaze over. They look at me like, you know, I have a third eye. (laughs) I mean, like a third eye so and they're not interested in the sacred geometric connections between the endocrine system and the chakras i mean it's just too much information so so we took these concepts these this gratitude forgiveness and love that people are familiar with and and um have had experience with and we translate that into energy language. So we talk a little bit about the energy field in the book, but it's really, we frame it all around things that people are familiar with. And that's important because, you know, again, through experience, I found that if you give people too much technical and complicated information, it doesn't mean anything to them.
0: Right. I was writing a blog yesterday about that, about how when I first started, the wind book was like the wind book, the encyclopedia of (laughs) winds. Yeah, remember it was that big i remember and, and they're like and, and 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 so three incarnations later we come down with these little books and, you, and the same right. thing happened with you so we have this big body of knowledge in this little book to to because what did einstein say about that you oh, I know it well enough to simplify it so <laughs> i think that that's what you've done with this book and Uh, And you also have a method in here to help people with gratitude. What do you want to share about that?
1: Okay. So the whole chapter, the whole last chapter of the book is a series of worksheets. So again, it's it's really important for people to understand that outcomes depend on the quality of your practices, right? So if you start somewhere in the middle of the order of operations, then you end up cycling using tools that maybe they're great tools, but they don't really work to their full potential. So we created the series of worksheets that walks a person through, um, first of all, the perception that allows them to arrive at this state of gratitude in a very natural and easy way, rather than fighting it and trying to train their subconscious and train their thoughts. Um, we offer this, this perception that, you know, we're here to learn. And if at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what the details are, but we're meeting our objective and we're learning, then it's appropriate to have gratitude for that. So, and again, it's just a series of simple affirmations. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, grateful for what I've learned. That's a really powerful one. You know, when you're in the midst of a frustrating experience, knowing, you know, going back to this perception that you're here to learn, you know, that you're learning from something from that experience and say to yourself, I'm grateful for what I've learned. I'm grateful for what I'm learning.
0: And I think that's so key. And when 30 years ago, I used to fill up these yellow legal pads every single day as, you know i am grateful i am okay i you know just the same idea over and over again uh, i was maybe a slow learner i don't know no
1: <laughs> well we're we're all slow learners we've been here for you know thirteen thousand years as multiple incarnations so that's but that's how you get the most out of it is when it happens progressively
0: and so you talk about you know we're in this body to learn so uh this physical experience do we get beyond now i'm gonna i'm gonna take you off your sheet Okay. (laughs) Do we get beyond the physical experiences through the sacred geometry? Is there is there Mm. a way that we a way that we surpass this physical experience?
1: Oh absolutely. I mean we've really as as humanity as a collective has reached a point in our spiritual development where our higher wisdom is now kind of giving us a good kick saying it's time to start using these tools, the tools that you use in between lives to create energetic events that create manifestation. We're we're at the point now where we're starting to be able to tap into that. So that's going to be book two and three i'll go in a little deeper to that
0: well i thought you know you're you're more etheric and i'm more practical and Mm -hmm. and that's been a really great basis for our our relationship and our friendship and that one of the things that that i learned from the 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 day job was that i do this conference called the finding freedom conference and over i thought like well why are they why is spirit because everything is learning as you say Putting me in the situation where I'm yeah. working with the LGBTQ population in addiction treatment. And what I learned, because there's always something to learn, was right? <laughs> gender is dissolving. It's mm-hmm. absolutely, we no longer fit into this human identity of uh, these sex roles that we define for ourselves. I don't know when, but you might know when because you, you know, talk to you know, these other <laughs> beings. What, do they tell you anything about how? How how this gender is dissolving, and how we're uh, not even fitting in any longer.
1: Yes, because you know what it, it it's like uh, the whole gender story is dissolving because we you know in exploring these lessons that we had to learn as basically kind of low level conscious beings we had to. <laughs> it's true though. I mean, right where we're in right we're now, in this is like one world. of the yeah. let's like one of the lowest levels of creation. So. <laughs> you know but again like we're starting we started over from scratch so so yeah the concept of gender is dissolving and we're right on schedule because at some point we're going to blend those two aspects of ourselves into one we we all have these three elements we have the the masculine energy the feminine energy and the creator energy well in order to really master each one of those aspects of, of ourselves, we have to experience and be embodied in that gender. But once we've mastered that particular aspect of ourselves, then we can merge it with the other aspects. So, and, and what happens then is gender
0: dissolves. Well, this is a conversation for our next meal right. because all of these winds of spirit are creator energies and, and they've been... One, on one walk one day, and I know you'll understand this, I actually saw that we've been disconnected from this creator energy for thousands of years. Yeah. And one of these wind channels, and I mean, you have to understand, I'm the practical shaman, so she lives <laughs> in that world and I don't. They Like that this energy actually been, we've been locked off from it. And so that's the type of energies you actually work with beyond the book. The book is like an introduction into Amy's work. And I know from knowing Amy that her work is, is very multi dimensional, uh, and it's without walls and without limits, and she's quite a very, very special person. Thank and you. And I love her, so let's,
1: let's talk about <laughs> I love <her>. you, too. <laughs> How
0: does the love fit into
1: all of this? Oh, this is my favorite part. Okay, so love always comes back to self-love because your ability to love others starts with your ability to love yourself. So we talk about that in the book a lot. Um, But self-love is the main ingredient in transformation. So it brings the focus inward and that's where transformation begins. So again, going back to this concept that there's an order of operations Um, when we start working on that, connecting with our self-love and really having appreciation for ourselves, um, then not only do we benefit, but everyone around us benefits, right? It's like my success is your success is our Mm -hmm. success. Everyone's better off when you love yourself. So so that's where the transformation begins. Um, As you shift your views to gain a deeper appreciation of who you are, then that inner critic, that person who's always um, putting you down grows quiet. You know mm. it, it, That's what imposes the restrictions on how much you can love yourself. So when you love yourself, you become the primary source of love, as opposed to looking elsewhere to, for fortification. Um, you're that source. And when you're the source, it, there's never a shortage. It can't be revoked. You fill your own voids from within. And then whatever anybody else gives to you is just a bonus. So, so love is like, um, it's like emotional fuel or energetic fuel. If you think about what happens when a group of people become emotionally charged with anger, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, all you have to do is just turn on the news and see daily what happens. Like we see this in action. So the opposite is true when a person or group becomes emotionally charged with love, when we fuel things with love it fuels favorable outcomes so if you're in control of generating that love from within then you're fueling all the possibilities in front of you with love so that's how it fits into the equation in a Mm -hmm. nutshell
0: and that's what this solstice uh i am symposium is all about is you know these tumultuous winds have been blowing all year long i mean look whichever direction you look in and yet, how do you keep that inner love, that inner peace? I, I love that you said that if, if, if you're loving yourself, which sounds really simple, and, and that's why you want to get her book, because, or my book, or some of the other presenters' books, because it's a simple thing, but it's not always easy because there's layers upon layers upon layers of self-hatred and all these other things that we have to shed, which is totally being reflected right now in the universe. Don't you believe, Amy?
1: I absolutely believe that.
0: So if you're looking outward and you're seeing the chaos and you're seeing the hatred and you're seeing the anger, it is definitely a map for you to come take that back home and look look within. And I think that next year is going to be a powerful time for books like Amy's um, book and my book. And because... We're here and, and there's nothing else to do other than get stand there and get battered by the winds or heal. Right, right. <laughs> and,
1: there's no going backwards at this point.
0: Right, we're, we're on this trajectory. And so, uh, you know, what a, beautiful, what a beautiful sentiment. And I definitely highly, highly encourage you to go over to her website, ihsunity.com and definitely pick up her book, and follow these simple steps because one thing that I worked with Amy over the years, she'll give me these recipes. I'm a chef. I like recipes. And <laughs> they read this once or, you know, a lot of them were once. <laughs> right. Some of them were every day for a week and those were harder, but I did it. And, healing happens. And, and, and she's a wonderful person. Um, I'm so honored to call you friend and be birthing books at the same time. Oh, me and too. Do you Thank have a closing you. thought for people?
1: Well, My closing thought is exercise gratitude plus forgiveness times love, and you will heal.